0: 48K
1: News.
2: It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. Singer Anthony Wong and former lawmaker Ngau Nok Hin have been charged with corruption by the ICAC. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has denied that authorities have cut ties with the city's largest teachers group because of attacks by state media. And she also says the government is trying to get more people to get vaccinated. The ICAC has charged Canto Pop singer Anthony Wong and former lawmaker Ngo- Nok Hin with corruption after the entertainers sang at a rally held by the politician around a week before he went on to win a LegCo by-election. The pair are due to appear in court on Thursday. Vicky Wong reports.
3: The ICAC says it launched an investigation after receiving a complaint regarding a rally held by Nok Hin at Edinburgh Place in Central in March 2018. It says Anthony Wong sang two songs on stage and at the end of his performance he appealed to the audience to vote for Mr Au in the upcoming Hong Kong Island by-election. The anti-graft body says the two men have now been charged with engaging in corrupt conduct to provide others with entertainment at an election, which it describes as a serious offence. Mr Au is currently in prison over a protest in 2019. He's also one of the 47 pro-democracy figures charged under the national security law over primary polls held last year ahead of LegCo elections that were eventually scrapped. Last week, the ICAC charged Occupy Movement co-founder Benny Tai and two others with engaging in illegal conduct over adverts placed in newspapers ahead of ledge co-elections in 2016.
2: Chief Executive Carrie Lamb has accused the Professional Teachers Union of hijacking the education sector. Rejecting allegations that attacks by the state media on the union over the weekend have caused the Education Bureau to sever ties with it. Mrs. Lamb said everyone could see what the PTU did during and after the anti-government protests in 2019. A political academic says he fears the government's cutting of ties with the Professional Teachers Union may be a tactic used on other groups. Ivan Choi is a senior lecturer at the Chinese University's Department of Government and Public Administration.
4: If the major problem is that PTU has been politicized and not only performed the function of a professional body, you can also put the same kind of blame to other organizations in Hong Kong, such as the trade unions, to other professional bodies, such as the law professional bodies. That is the reason why we begin to worry that it is not an isolated event.
2: The government is trying to get more workers vaccinated and tightening entry requirements for inbound travellers. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the city needs to step up anti-epidemic measures to keep the coronavirus at bay. Violet Wong reports.
5: The chief executive insisted it's not the time to let the guard down yet, although the city has gone 56 days without any local infections and about half of the eligible population have already had their first jab. Carrie Lam said the Delta variant is spreading in other parts of the world and the SAR must ramp up measures to prevent imported cases. For example, non-vaccinated Hong Kong residents will not be allowed to enter the city from high-risk places. Non-vaccinated foreigners from medium-risk places will also be banned from entering. The government is also reclassifying its risk assessments of countries under three tiers instead of five previously and Hong Kongers returning from a medium-risk area without vaccination records will have to be quarantined for 21 days, seven days longer than those who have been inoculated. The government also listed new groups of workers who must get vaccinated or pay for regular testing. Mrs Lam says those working in schools, care homes for the elderly and disabled, the hospital authority and the government are all subject to the new requirement. Staff in quarantine hotels and at the airport are also ordered to get their jabs. Health Secretary Sophia Chen says some restaurant workers will also need to get tested every week instead of every fortnight. And Education Minister Kevin Young said full-day lessons could resume at schools where 70% of staff and students are fully vaccinated.
2: Meanwhile, health officials reported three imported coronavirus infections today involving people flying in from the Netherlands, U.S., and the United Arab Emirates. The standby signal number one is in force. The observatory issued the alert at 9.40 tonight as an area of low pressure to the east of Leizhou Peninsula in southwestern Guangdong intensified into a tropical depression. Tonight will be cloudy with a few showers and thunderstorms. More showers will... Uh, More showers later, tomorrow. Right now, it's 30 degrees with humidity at 82%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Retail and catering sector representatives say some shops and restaurants saw business increase by as much as 100% yesterday as the government released the first part of its $5,000 spending vouchers. Francis Sitt reports.
6: People were seen flocking to convenience stores and octopus machines at MTR stations to collect their first $2,000. The chairwoman of the Retail Management Association, Annie dare told an RTHK program that a wide range of shops, such as furniture, electrical appliance and clothing stores, had all benefited from a surge in spending. More people are visiting shops and sales have been boosted. Some shops are seeing business increase by at least 50 percent, some even saw sales double she said. Handle. Mrs De estimated that the retail sector could see a growth in business in the low double digits in the coming months thanks to the vouchers. She said she noticed that some shops had introduced an extra 2% service charge for digital payments but said most had actually offered discounts to attract customers. Speaking on the same show, Simon Wong from the Institution of Dining Arts said restaurants had already seen business rise by
4: 10%. He said
6: he expected around $10 to $15 billion of the government's $36 billion voucher scheme to be spent on his sector. Mr Wong added that some restaurants might have put prices up, but he attributed this to a rise in global food costs in recent months. Meanwhile, an official at the financial secretary's office said the government does not encourage shops to increase prices or introduce extra service fees due to the spending vouchers. Jessie Wong from the Budget and Tax Policy Unit says shops risk having their e-payment service contracts terminated by service providers if they introduce extra fees. Consumers are very smart and will compare prices before making purchases, she said. Ms Wong also warned people against cashing out the vouchers, saying shops who let people do this may be blacklisted and law enforcement could act if any illegal activities are involved.
2: Police say they have arrested two men on suspicion of conspiracy to outrage public decency over a website that allegedly displayed and sold upskirt photos. Wong Yin Ting reports.
7: Officers say they seized computers, mobiles and cameras after searching two flats and an office, with one confiscated laptop containing some 30,000 photos and videos. The website had been running since 2017 and had more than 50,000 members, police say contributors were paid up to $400 a time for upskirt material.
4: Michael Zhang from
7: the 4 Cybersecurity and Technology Technology Crime Bureau Bureau, says the website's members were asked to take upskirt pictures in various public places like malls and trains. The faces of the victims were included, he says, which helped the website boost its views and sales. Two men aged 33 and 36 were arrested in Sha Tin and Hong Kong last Friday. Police say their investigation into the website is ongoing and more arrests could be made.
2: The mainland has reported 98 new COVID-19 cases compared with 75 a day earlier. The National Health Commission said 55 of the cases were locally transmitted with a bulk of them coming from Jiangsu and Hunan provinces. The outbreak, the largest the country has had to contend with in months, has seen authorities confine millions of people to their homes. Here again is Wang Yinting.
7: The government of the central city of Zhuzhou in Hunan is describing the situation as grim and complicated. It's told the city's more than 1.2 million residents to remain at home under strict lockdown for the next few days, while a citywide testing and vaccination campaign is being rolled out. Another 1.5 million residents were ordered into lockdown on Friday in the nearby tourist destination of Zhangjiajie. An outbreak there last month among theatre patrons spread the virus back to their homes around the country. Meanwhile, Beijing has blocked tourists from entering the capital during the peak summer holiday travel season. Only essential travellers with negative nucleic exit tests will be allowed to enter after the discovery of a handful of cases among people who had returned from Zhangjiajie. City officials have also called for residents not to leave Beijing unless necessary. The capital's Changpeng district locked down 41,000 people in nine housing communities last week. National health authorities say fresh cases have also been reported in Hainan, as well as the flood ravaged Henan province.
2: Officials say the death toll from floods in central China has risen to 302. Over 290 of the deaths recorded were recorded in Zhengzhou city, while nearly 50 people across Henan province remain missing. Torrential downpours dumped a year's worth of rain on the city in just three days last month. On to sports. Hong Kong's hopes of another Olympic medal have just been given a boost by the women's table tennis team. They're through to the last four after beating Romania in a quarterfinal contested through a best-of-five matches. Details from Damon Peng.
4: Du Hoi camp led the way as Hong Kong defeated Romania 3-1. The 24-year-old took two single matches without dropping a game and she was dominant in match four, brushing aside Danella Dodin, 11-3, 11-2 and 14-12, to seal victory for Hong Kong. Du had also swept Romania's top singles player Bernadette Soch, while Li Ho-ching was victorious against Elisabetta Samara. Hong Kong had lost the opening doubles match in five games. Du said afterwards that she felt she adjusted well from playing under pressure, seeing she's learned from losing in the mixed doubles quarterfinals earlier in Tokyo. She said, it's just an ordinary game. Forget about the Olympics and that we're trying to get into the semifinals. We were calm. Du will be back tomorrow in the semis with teammates Lee ho ching and Minnie So. Their match gets underway at 6.30 p.m. Hong Kong time.
2: There's been a world record on day one of Olympic track cycling. Germany's women set a new world best in the team pursuit after they crossed the line in 4 minutes 7.307 seconds. The German quartet of Franziska Braus, Lisa Brennauer, Lisa Klein and Mika Kroger smashed the previous mark set by Great Britain at the 2016 Rio Games by nearly three seconds. Germany will race against Italy tomorrow. Britain will face the United States with the two winners of the heats going through to the gold medal round. France, New Zealand, Australia and Canada all missed out on the chance to race for a medal. Hong Kong's campaign in track cycling starts on Wednesday when Sarah Lee and Jessica Lee compete in the women's karen. China's Liu Yang is the new Lord of the Rings after winning the Men's Gymnastics Rings competition to lead a 1-2 finish for China. Yo Hao took silver. Defending champion Terios Petrunas of Greece took bronze. This was China's first gymnastics title at the Tokyo Games. Poland's deputy foreign minister has confirmed that the Belarusian Olympic athlete Kristina Tsimanouskaya has received a humanitarian visa at its embassy in Tokyo. Marcin Predach says Poland would also offer protection to her family.
1: She was offered by the Polish government to come to Poland since any flight back to Belarus is quite dangerous for her. And actually, she refused to come back to to Belarus. That's why she was offered with the protection and help and support um, from the Polish government. According to her words, our Polish diplomat just talked to her, she is planning to come to Poland in uh, days to come.
2: Away from the Olympics, the drama continues in Formula One, where Esteban Ocon was the unexpected winner of the Hungarian Grand Prix, as he took his first victory in what was an eventful race. Lewis Hamilton fought back from last place to finish second, after four-time world champion Sebastian Vettel was disqualified and stripped of second place for having insufficient fuel left in his car after the race. Hamilton has regained the world championship lead from Vat Max Verstappen, who had another day to forget. This report from the BBC's Joe Wilson.
0: Formula One simmered in the Hungarian rain. What could possibly happen next? Hold on. Lewis Hamilton's black Mercedes proceeded, but behind him, chaos. Revisit the start with Valtteri Bottas and the other Mercedes, his mistake. The knock-on effect of that collision, both Red Bull cars were hit. Remember, indignation already raged between those teams. Max Verstappen's Red Bull was frantically repaired, and the track dried, and the race restarted, and the next drama. Lewis Hamilton changed his tyres after everyone else, found himself at the back. Max Verstappen in his patched-up car got to 10th, but there was Lewis Hamilton overtaking into 4th. Keep going, urged the team. And Hamilton squeezed past the red Ferrari of Carlos Sainz. The race was won serenely, memorably, by Esteban Ocon. But Hamilton's third puts him back in the lead in the championship. And that was the Grand Prix.
2: A reminder of our top stories tonight. Singer Anthony Wong and former lawmaker Ngao Keen have been charged with corruption by the ICAC. The CE, Carrie Lam, has denied that authorities have cut ties with the city's largest teachers group because of attacks by state media, and she also says the government is trying to get more people to get vaccinated. The news from RTHK.
1: RTHK Radio
8: He painted sulfur smoke it up, some cardboard boxes from the shop and parts, parts of, of Ancoats where I used to play. I'm sure he once walked down our street, cause he painted kids who are out on the feet, the clothes he wore had all seen better days Lowry didn't care much anyway They said he just paints cats and dogs And up men in boots and clubs And Lowry said that's just the way they'll stay And he paints in were wearing thin when London started calling him to come on down and wear the old flat cap. They said, tell us all about your ways and all about them Salford days. Is it true you're just an ordinary chap? And he painted my stone Man and Mashed Old Captain he painted kids on the corner of the street that were sparking cars. Now he takes his frisbee weight outside the factory gate to paint his much man and matchstick cats and dogs. Now Lowry's hung upon the wall beside the greatest of them all, and even the Mona Lisa takes a bow. This tired old man with air like snow told Northern folk, it's time to go The fever came and the good Lord mopped his brow And he left this
1: monster man
0: Folk singers scoring an unlikely number one with that hit back in the day. Brian and Michael with Matchstalk Men and Matchstalk Cats and Dogs. Based on the work of the painter Ellis Lowry, by the way. If you've never heard of him, you should check out his work. And that's what he used to paint, Matchstalk Men and Cats and Dogs. And in fact, when I was about 11, I think we had a a competition at school to try and copy one of his pictures. I won, but... uh, (laughs) I don't think it really counted for much. Into our second hour this
1: Monday. Peter King with you through to one. Radio Peter Gmail is going to be in touch. Um.